0: all his life. He was, or rather, he had been, her brother. Her twin, in fact. The only person in the world who might have known him better was the one who painted him now. The dark, brooding Dionysus to the brilliant Apollo on the canvas. Now that there was more silver mixed in with the black of Basil's hair, he was even more than night, if the man in the painting was the day. With a heavy sigh, Basil set down his brush and stepped back. Are you finished? asked Lady Henry. I've done as much as I can today without risking muddying it, he replied. Well then, let's step outside and have a cocktail, she suggested. Or champagne? I don't think it's too early to celebrate your triumph. It's your best work yet, she paused, Though before I get excited, I suppose I should ask if you have any decent champagne in the house. By whose standards, yours or mine? It made her heart glad to hear him chuckle, even if it was only an echo of his former hearty laugh. Decent enough to mix with absinthe, I'd imagine. Lovely, said Lady Henry. Let's do that. She rose as Basil rang the bell and in a cacophony of crackling joints, stretched her arms, back, and legs. Lady Henry was wiry and fair, like her brother had been. Youthful, but clearly in her middle years. And she too cut a dashing figure in her sack coat and trousers. Even before her brother's death, Lady Henry Wotton had scandalised London society by wearing men's clothing in public but while she and her twin had been built along the same lines, Oliver's suits had been too large in the shoulder and too tight in the hips. She knew, for she tried them all on in the hopes of pinching them. After his death, she had had his wardrobe tailored to her own measurements, and not just because Oliver's taste had been impeccable. She missed her brother every day, and it comforted her to wear his clothes. A maid appeared without a sound, bearing a chilled bottle in a bucket filled with ice, and then departed just as silently as Basil uncorked it with a faint hiss. After splashing absinthe in two coupes, he topped them off with the champagne and handed one over to Lady Henry. To your finest work yet, said Henry, toasting her friend as she admired the painting from afar. I do hope when you're finished, you'll bring it round and show it off to our colleagues. Give us the first look before you send it anywhere. I don't think I shall send it anywhere. At least not for some time, answered Basil, his back to the painting. Henry wondered if he was trying not to look at it. Why on earth not? Don't laugh at me. But it's too personal. The wound is too fresh. I cannot have it judged by anyone or remarked upon by common people, or uncommon people for that matter, save for you. Henry gave him a playful smile. Really? Only me? Basil looked a bit uncomfortable. Yes, though I know of course that you are never truly alone. The demon stirred again in Henry's mind hearing itself referred to though obliquely neither was oliver said henry gently i know i know but neither does that mean i'm eager to show off this canvas to my former social circle henry almost choked on a swallow of champagne former but surely you don't mean your absence at my gatherings to be a permanent one basil did not answer Instead, he wandered onto the veranda. Henry followed him. She had designed the garden herself, and was pleased to see that enough light came in through the fronds and branches to keep the patio bright, while still creating the illusion that they were in a country garden rather than the heart of Chelsea. Baz, she said, now as serious as she had moments ago been playful. Tell me truly. Do you mean to leave us forever? And what if I did? Would you compel me to return? Never, she said.